Welcome to the Banega Swastidya podcast. Our focus is one health, one planet, one future. Our aim is health for all and leaving no one behind because Swast Bharat is Sampan Bharat. Sundarbans is the world's largest contiguous mangrove forest. Situated in the eastern state of West Bengal, India and Bangladesh, Sundarbans gets its name from Sundari, the local name of the mangrove species Heritera forms bukham. Sundari means beautiful in Bangla, but today Sundari is disappearing because of a lack of fresh water. The beauty of Sundarbans is fading with the diminishing mangrove cover, rising sea level and climate change. I'm Ambika Singh Kama and today we have with us Dr. Pradeep Vyas, IFS retired ex-chief wildlife warden West Bengal to talk about climate change in Sundarbans, the loss of mangroves, adaptation and mitigation. Thank you so much Dr. Vyas for joining us today. To begin with, why is there a lack of fresh water in Sundarbans? Sundarban has experienced uh this uh, a great impact due to change in salinity due to non availability of the fresh water in 16th century neo tectonic shift took place which resulted that the delta they got uh, slightly downwards in the eastern part of the sundarban which is in currently in bangladesh and more this fresh more fresh water started flowing towards the bangladesh at that time it was the same only so and less fresh water was available to the western sundarban which is now part of india it impacted that low salinity tolerant species like sundri started disappearing thereafter during the development phase when this lot of ganga ganges water this it is start, started getting diverted for uh, irrigation purpose and other uses for the mankind so very limited fresh water is now available to indian sundarban frankly speaking on the indian sundarban only river hugli as well as river rayamangal which receive the fresh water from uh, ichhamati river as well as some from the bangladesh also these has some element of fresh water and central sundarban is nothing but the backwater of the sea where no fresh water is being received you know we also see a decline in fresh water and rise in salinity how is climate change adding to the existing problems of sundarbans number one frequent cyclones they are coming their intensity may not be very big but their frequency has increased number two sea level rise is also reducing the availability of land in the forest as well as in the villages and number three due to climate change sea surface temperature is also increasing it means more salt is getting dissolved salinity is increasing all three are impacting the livelihood of the people because the cyclones people lose their standing crops they lose their property they all of a sudden for some time for few months they become almost a climate refugee when cyclone comes sea water inundates the villages it is a saline water it means that thereafter crops cannot be raised in the year 
uh, when the Isla came, we did a study and we found that even after one year of the cyclone, 23 percent of the agricultural land could not be cultivated. And we found out that a big percentage of that was going to forest areas for livelihood, means so they were going for fishing mainly. So it means more biotic pressure was on Indian Sundarban, which is not a good thing. Dr. Vyas, now that we know that the increase in salinity is the reality of Sundarbans, how does this affect the 4.5 million people of Sundarbans and also the nature? The people there are dependent on the biodiversity. Low salinity loving mangroves, they provide food to the herbivores. So when the salinity is rising, the uh, the uh, mangroves which love fresh water, their area is decreasing or their number is decreasing. It means that they are impacting the herbivore population which in turn may impact directly adversely the tiger population in Indian Sundarban. That there is a practice in Indian Sundarban which is known as the collection of uh, this uh, penis monodon larva, mean dhora jake bola hai, means mean collection which is uh, supplied to the uh, this uh, prawn forms. So what is happening that for the collection of this mean or larva, ladies and young children which, uh, which are school dropouts, they enter in Sundarban waters. So it is doing lot of harm. Number one, education loss. Number two, it create, creates lot of uh, disease, skin diseases to them. Diarrhea, dysentery, they are very common in, in this uh, Indian Sundarban due to the, the saline water which is highly infected in many, many places. As per the Forest Survey of India in the last decade, very dense mangrove cover in West Bengal has declined by 4.23%. At one point, you know, in 2011, uh, Dr. Vyas, it was 1,038 square kilometers. And now in 2021, it is 994 square kilometers. Dr. Vyas, could you tell us why are mangroves critical for life? As we know, it is in Sundarbans. And what are the implications of the diminishing protective cover of mangroves? If mangrove shields are not there uh, in the Sundarban coastal areas, in that case, the Bay of Bengal gales or cyclones which, are, which has become frequent due to climate change, they may do far more damage to the mankind or the humans living in these areas. That's why mangrove afforestation is very much essential. We have to plant those species which can tolerate this high salinity which is prevailing now, which is 8 to 30 ppt in currently in Indian Sundarban. But on the sidewise, we have to go for climate adaptations models also. The tigers of the Sundarbans are famous for the ferocity. They are said to be man-eaters attacking fishermen and honey-gatherers who venture into the forest for the livelihood. Do you think human-tiger conflict in Sundarbans is increasing due to loss of prey? The factors which are responsible for human-wildlife conflict, they also include, include that this is a very difficult terrain. That for a predator like tiger, it's not easy to hunt. Tiger is a this uh, hunter which go for ambush. It may it needs element of surprise, which is very difficult because the moment tiger puts its paw 
this front paw in mud slash it makes sounds then it cannot rush to this run to catch the prey because pneumatophores may injure its paw so it means that catching a tie a prey base in indian sundarban is difficult if the population declines availability of prey will become more difficult so tigers they will not have any choice but to try to go to the village after crossing the river to get easy prey in the villages you have to remember sundarban is the only area in india or maybe in far more south asian countries where cattle are not entering in the forest so easy prey which is available in other parts of the other forest of india is not available here dr vyas during your tenure as field director sundarban tiger reserve from 2001 to 2007 you started nylon net fencing a barrier between humans and tigers please tell us more about the idea and how it is benefiting the people today in the year 2001 i joined and we realized we realized that holistic approach has to be taken one of the element was that we should take measures so that tiger do not come out number one how to improve the prey base so how to reduce the poaching of the animal so that more prey is available but even if some then some tigers they are trying to come out how to stop it so then this idea came to our mind that if we use it then it may help for two reasons number one the tiger cannot jump in marshy areas very high number two that all tigers are not determined to go to village area some of them go out in inadvertently so we started it initially there was resistance from our people even villagers they were reluctant to accept it because it was hindering their entry in the forest also so it means on one side it was trying to protect uh, to, to prevent tiger going to village and on the other side it was preventing people from going inside the forest so it was equally helpful it was very good for tiger reserve but we convinced the people we involved them in the management and now after 20 years we see that it is one of the most important tool to prevent tiger straying mangroves are indeed the backbone of sundarbans and as you said forestation is the way forward it was an insightful discussion thank you so much dr vyas for joining us today and enlightening us about the life in sundarbans it was a pleasure speaking with you that's it on the banega swastidya podcast this week if you have comments queries or suggestions on the topic we discussed today or issues you would like us to cover in future to write to us on bsi podcast at the rate ndtv.com remember bsi stands for banega swastidya you can also connect with us on banega swastidya handles on facebook twitter and instagram and continue the conversation through the week till next week this is ambika singh kama signing off stay healthy and stay safe